Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Kinkrick, a busy working mom who spent years searching for the perfect career and balance, only to find it's not about the job and that balance is not even real. I have found myself in love with personal development, which has led me to leaving my full-time job with nothing but a prayer and a ton of faith. Today, I'm bringing you inspiration through my own journey and interviews with amazing people who have followed their dreams and teaching you how to love yourself and become who you are meant to be. It is time to redefine life as a working mom. And I hope that you find the inspiration here to follow your dreams and take your own path through this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Nikki Gingrich, and I'm just so excited to see you here today on the Stepping Up for the Working Mom podcast. And if you are a working mom or if you are a working woman, then this is the podcast for you. So yes, I'm a mom. I speak to a lot of struggles and successes and lessons learned when it comes to being a mom and working and all the things that go into it. But this truly is a podcast for any woman who is looking to step up her life and to really make the changes and take the courageous action to live the life that you truly desire. And today's podcast, I wasn't planning on recording a podcast today. My schedule got switched around a little bit. I was supposed to take my dog to the vet, but they called me this morning and canceled. And I always like to look at those things as little blessings in disguise of like, oh, I had this thing scheduled and now I have this free time. And in the past, a lot of my free time, I would kind of sit around and go, well, what what should I do? And especially on days like today where I'm working from home, it's a little bit more difficult because I'm like, it's so easy to fall into, let me just watch some TV, let me kind of veg out. Or I recorded a podcast recently. I think I posted it within the last two week, two or three weeks probably three or four weeks is more like it, but talking about doing work for work's sake. So really reevaluating my day and saying, what is it that I want to do? I wasn't planning on recording a podcast. There are definitely a few things I need to do today. I kind of checked off the big, the big things that need to be done. And now I'm looking at, well, what's next? And there's this message on my heart today that's really been I don't want to use the word weighing on me because that makes it feel like it's heavy, but that's really been prevalent in my life over the last two weeks. And that is watching my life, being a part of it, being present, and then learning the lessons that life is always constantly giving us lessons to learn. And we can either look at the things that happen to us and say, oh my God, this is an awful day. Everything is going wrong. Or we can look at it and say, what can I learn from this day? This day was not great. You're not going to sugarcoat it and pretend like, oh, it was a great day. Let's look at it. No. If it was a crappy day, acknowledge it. It was a crappy day. Why was it a crappy day? And how can I turn this crappy day into a better day the next time? And then also at the same time, looking for the little nuggets of things that inspire you. Those little things that say the entire day wasn't bad. There were good things that happened today. And really leaning into what's going on and what lessons can be learned. And 
I believe a lot of this for me over the last two weeks is coming from the fact that I'm working through Mastin Kip's book, Claim Your Power, and it is a 40-day journey. Every day I wake up, I think I've missed one day, and he even says in the book that it's okay to miss one day, just pick up the next day where you're at, but if you miss two days to start all over again, and for some reason, I'm changing the story of my life that I'm not capable of following my own rules. But for some reason reading that, I was like, oh my God, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this right, I've got to make sure I get up and do this every single day. And I did intentionally take a day off when I was doing the work. But 23 days, today was day 23, 23 days in of doing this work. And I'm seeing so many shifts in my life already. And it's not to say like, everything's all pretty and rainbows and beautiful. No, the lessons I'm getting And the things that I'm working through are deep and dark and ugly. And I'm pulling out things from the closet, skeletons from the closet that I've tried to avoid for a really long time. And I, in my conscious mind, know that when you do this work, you grow. And I needed this book. I needed his direction and his, uh, I want to say program, but I needed his direction. I needed his questions. I needed his order of doing things to guide me. And it has been unbelievably beautiful, unbelievably heavy. And what's happening is as I'm unveiling all of these things that have been inside of me and all of these stories about my life and about my habits that I'm working to rewrite, I'm starting to notice those stories coming up in my life of, oh, this would have happened. This has happened before. And this is how I used to react. And now this is how I want to react. And I'm being so intentional with my life and the lessons that I'm learning. And it's really shifting and changing me and changing who I am really at a core cellular level so that I can rewrite those stories and I can change my habits. And where I want to start with this is in the very beginning on day one. And I actually paused the recording. I'm hoping to be able to skip it so you can't notice, but I paused the recording. So I was like, let me go grab my journal and let me really look at it and really get into what's happening and what message I need to share. And I went back to day one. And the first question he asked on day one is, where are you dead in your life? And in a way of saying, there are things in your life and there's a way that you want to be, but there are things in your life and there are areas in your life where You are not living in your purpose. And so much of what he talks about is living in your purpose. And what areas, so when he says, where are you dead in your life? It's where are you not living your purpose? Where do you not feel good? Where do you wish you could do more and you want more, but you're just not getting there? And I listed out five areas where I was dead in my life. And basically what happens is you kind of work through those areas. And as I'm looking at the five areas that I listed out, which I find very interesting, he talks about certain areas of your life, your relation, your romantic relationships, your family relationships, your health and well-being, your career, your business, or your vocation. Uh, There are other pieces he talks about. And as I'm looking at the areas where I'm dead in my life, I realize, oh my gosh, I put relationships, business, um, my body, and and my work. And I'm like, oh my gosh, The areas that he kind of makes us work through are areas where I self-identified and said, I am dead in my life and there's something I need to do to shift and change. And then the next piece he goes into is talking about your survival patterns. 
and Mastin calls them your SPs. And essentially what they do are these are the things that have kept you safe. These are the things that you have learned over time to protect you, to keep you small, to keep you from really living within your purpose. And these are things that were taught by our parents, our authority figures, our teachers, the people of influence within our lives have shaped us and helped us show where we are and helped us create these patterns of oh, one pattern for me that I'm happy to share with you. And I'm not going to fully share because a lot of this is, is so personal and it's such deep work and I'm really in the middle of so much of it. But one piece that I'm more than happy to share with you guys right now is my emotions and my feelings. And as a child, I learned to suppress my emotions, and I was told that sharing my emotions and being over-emotional is a bad thing, and when you do that, people don't listen to you, or you don't get hurt, or your emotion, my emotions don't matter, and where that stemmed from was very early in life. I probably, at this point, haven't really unearthed that very first memory of where that happened, but what I saw was I would I started to see patterns. And as I kind of go back in my life, I see, oh, this is another place where I did this. And I started attracting people to my life uh, subconsciously without realizing it that are going to help me continue that pattern. And that pattern keeps me alive. That's why he calls them survival patterns. These patterns keep you safe. They keep you alive. But being alive is different than living in your purpose. Being alive is simply surviving. And when we talk about stepping up here on the podcast, we talk about thriving, talking about living into your purpose. And some and and that means I want to say sometimes, but no. That means taking big courageous action that is big and scary and pushes you out of your comfort zone because that is where growth happens. That is where you truly live your purpose. Is when you do things that are scary. And your survival patterns come up because when your physical body senses fear, it goes, oh, no, 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 we don't want to step into that fear. We want to stay where we are. So we're just going to keep doing all of the things that you have done over your life to keep you safe. And for me, in that one piece, it was not sharing my emotions. And one thing that I have been working on over the years, since I really recognized that within myself, was it's okay to share my feelings and my feelings are validated. And then also understanding that other people's emotions are validated. And so much throughout this book with, with that Mastin Kip talks about is really learning to love yourself. And there's the golden rule of treat others as you want to be treated, which is an amazing rule to go by. But before we treat others how we want to be treated, and I love this, we need to treat ourselves as we want to be treated. I'm going to repeat that for you. Before we can treat others how we want to be treated, we must treat ourselves how we want to be treated. And that comes to loving ourselves and acknowledging ourselves and really taking care of us. And this goes beyond self-care of, you know, meditation and doing meditation and getting a massage and listening, reading a good book. It's really truly loving who you are. And this is one thing that I am working on because in areas of my life, I do love where I am, but I know there's so much more work that needs to be done for me. And that when I get to the place of really, truly loving myself where I am, it's not going to matter what other people say or do because I so love myself and I'm so living within my purpose that it is me and God. And that is it, that I am doing what I am on this planet to do. And that's what matters. So we must love ourselves and we must treat ourselves how we want to be treated. 
then we can go and serve others. Another piece that he talks about to continue on this is talking about your hierarchy. And I don't know if I'm going to find the page, but I'm pretty sure I can talk about it without finding the page. It was fairly recently. But we are taught, and I grew up in the Catholic Church. I went to Catholic school for many, 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 many years. I worked for the Catholic Church. My children go to Catholic school. I am very ingrained in the religious aspect of the Catholic Church. And I am working, this is another piece that I'm working on, of understanding that my faith is not tied to the physical church. And I've always felt that within my heart that I didn't have to agree with everything that was going on in the church or everything that they said to do that. No matter what they said, I could still have a really good relationship with God and I could have a really strong faith, even if I didn't follow the quote unquote rules that the church was telling me I had to do. And Mastin Kip does talk a lot about God in this book. And he calls, he calls God creator or source, whatever you want to call that greater source that is above you. He, she, whatever it is that works for you. Uh, he talks a lot about it because his journey uh, was coming out of addiction and he went through AA, which really relies a lot on God and Jesus in the Bible. But he does not push that down your throat. He really creates it as this is your creator and there is there is a higher power above you. And we just need to realize that. And he talks about it. Let me go back. Talking about growing up in the church that we were taught that it's God first. God above all else. And while I believe that, I believe in pieces of that. I believe that God is important and there is a higher power and there is more to this world and we need to let things go and let God help us take care of things in our lives and hand them over. That at the same time, Mastin flips that. And for me, that feels really good because it's very validating to me. This is something I've always believed, but I never really spoke it out loud or really shared it, but it was something that was in me and I never really acknowledged it. And he really says that we need to rearrange our hierarchy to be ourself, to be us first. And that is not selfish. Do not feel guilty that we need to come first. And I love that so much. Then it comes our creator. Then it becomes others. So it's ourselves come first. And for me, that was just so, so validating and something that I myself needed to hear to say, oh, it's okay if I'm not like, oh, God, you're first. Or I would, you know, write out a list of your top priorities and think to myself, I know I'm supposed to put God first, but I don't want to. And so for me, that was very validating for him to say that. And I could have come up with that myself and really been strong in that thought to say, no, it's me first. But I didn't. And sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else in order to validate it for yourself. And that is totally fine and extremely healthy to do. And that was So that was another piece that really worked for me to say, okay, this is this is about me. And when I get to take care of myself and when I get to rewrite my stories and rewrite my patterns and rewrite my life and really truly live into my purpose, that's when everything is going to change. That's when things are going to shift. And, and that's not to say I haven't had shifts and changes over the years. I have had so many shifts and changes. I have rewritten stories about myself. This work is just taking it another step further because this journey, this personal growth journey, this digging into who you are and 
taking care of yourself and living in your purpose, it never ends. I'm not going to finish these 40 days and be done with my journey. No, I'm just going to move on to something else. Or I'm going to, I'm going to lean into something that's even more important. And I just turned to a page in my journal that I, I want to share with you all about living your purpose and learning. I believe this topic was supposed to be all about learning lessons. And I completely got off topic and went into the book and what I've been learning. So maybe that's a piece of it as well. But another piece that came up for me, and again, I'm only halfway through, guys. I'm only halfway through this book. I have another 17 days to go. And I'm like, wow, this has happened in 23 days. What's going to happen over the next 17? I came up with a purpose statement. And once I came up with that purpose statement, I started kind of using that as like, am I doing that in my life? When I'm questioning myself, if I go to do something, is this fulfilling this purpose statement, these uh, primary, what is it called? Primary emotions. I think they're primary emotions. Not really primary emotions. So my purpose statement came out to be the purpose of my life is to connect to myself and my higher power and feel the love that results while inspiring others to do the same. And my two emotions in there, my two primary emotions that came out from the exercises that he gave were connect and love. I love connecting with people. And I believe that's why I love the podcast and I love interviewing with people because it has allowed me to connect with you as listeners and then also connect with the amazing people that I've had on to interview people that I never would have had a conversation with. I might have listened to them or maybe I never would have heard of them, but through this podcast has allowed me to connect with them. And that, that feels so unbelievably good. I also believe that's what's driven me to become a coach and to want to serve people and to want to get up in front of people and share my story and, and write a book and, and to connect. And it's in that connection that I'm able to create love. And that's what I need to come out of it. And as I realize the things that I've done in my life, and as I go through my days, once I'm realizing this and every day waking up and doing this work, realizing this and learning these lessons of, oh, this didn't align with me because then it wasn't allowing me to connect with other people or I felt no connection. I didn't want to be here. And that's, so I am bringing it back full circle to where I started this conversation was the lessons that I've learned. As I go through and do this work, I'm taking what's happening in my life and then connecting the dots together. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling out of alignment. I have felt so much overwhelmed, so much exhaustion, and so much out of alignment the last two weeks that it's really, and it's been front and center of my life of like, why is this bothering me? And rather than complaining, I'm questioning. And as an example, the other day I was, so I work for a high school. I work part-time for a high school and I had volunteered to say, I'm not a teacher. I'm not in the classroom. I do something completely different, but I had the, I had offered my time to say, Hey, if you need somebody to fill in, in certain spaces, I know staffing is a problem. And I know this beginning of the school year is crazy. Please fill me in where you need me. And here's my schedule. Here's where I'm going to be in the building because I am in the building and I am at home. And I was, asked to help out yesterday, this recording is done, but the yesterday, and I was asked to come in on an hour that I wasn't prepared for. I'm like, oh, those aren't my hours. And I immediately said, yes. And I thought, I want, I said I'd help. I'm going to help. 
And then as I went through it, I started to get these feelings within my body. I started to get frustrated. I started to get angry. I started to feel resentment. And I was feeling that way on this. So this happened on a, they asked me to come in for Tuesday. So this happened on Monday and I'm thinking, oh my God, I was, I was frustrated. I was angry. And then I had to reschedule my entire morning to make it fit so that I could leave the house early enough to get to the school on time so that I could be there because I promised them that I'd be there. And because I'm doing the work in, in this book and going through this 40 day journey, I was able to look back and say, something's not right. Why is that? What is it that this is bringing me out of alignment? And this didn't happen right away. So I found out on Monday afternoon or Monday morning, and then all Monday afternoon, Monday night into sleeping on Monday night and early Tuesday morning, I was like, what is going on? I woke up at 4 a.m. on Tuesday morning. I couldn't fall back asleep. My brain was running. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? How am I going to do this? How am I going to make this work, right? All the things are going. The train is, it's going as fast as it possibly can on the tracks. And, and I could see myself going down this rabbit hole of what ifs and I'm angry and I'm mad and someone's telling me what I need to do, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to go in this early. And I thought, I'm going to get up now. And it, by the time, so it was 4 a.m., by the time I actually got out of bed, it was like 4.45. So I spent about 30 to 40 minutes going through all of this stuff in my head and attempting to fall back asleep, but it wasn't happening. I get out of bed and I go and I do my morning routine. I grab my, my journal, my daily planning sheet. I start writing things down. I go into... Uh, I realized, oh, if I, since I got up a little bit earlier, I am going to have time to do the, the book, the work in the in the 40-day book. And as I'm doing it, I'm realizing I'm completely out of alignment. And by being out of alignment, I wasn't serving myself. And I saw a pattern. I saw a pattern that I had been talking about that somebody asked me to do something and I don't say no. I don't set the boundaries. And then the next thing I know, I'm completely out of alignment. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. And I create resentment around this person or this thing or whatever it is that's telling me I need to do something that doesn't align with me. And I thought, what can I do to change this? What can I do to do this differently? And I wrote down some things. I wrote down some thoughts. And I thought I can have a conversation with them and say, I'm not always going to be able to come in at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, is there somebody else that maybe can do morning duty and I can do, you know, I can fill in while I'm here in my hours or maybe if I have enough time, I can plan. And what I also did realize was I was feeling all this resentment and because I got up early, I was still able to have my morning. It wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be, but I was able to kind of reevaluate. And then once I got there, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. And maybe there are going to be days where I say, oh, I can do it. And now I can mentally prepare myself because I know what to expect. And then there will be days where I know that I'm going to want to say yes because, oh, I committed and they need my help. And if I help them, they're going to be really appreciative of it. But if I'm so out of alignment that I'm angry and resentful and frustrated, I'm not serving anybody. I'm not even really helping them because I'm in a bad mood. And I started to realize that I could rewrite that. And when I'm willing to help, I can help. And when I'm not able to, then I need to set that boundary for myself. Treat others the way I want to be treated. And that starts with me treating myself how I want to be treated. I would want somebody else, if I ask somebody else for help, I wouldn't want them to step in if it was going to stress them out and, and make them angry and be out of alignment. I want them to say no. And I'm going to say, oh, that's okay. I totally understand. 
So what do I want to do for myself? I want to set those boundaries for myself and say, no, this isn't going to work for me. I can help next time or I can come in the next round or I'll be in at 9 a.m. I can help anytime after that. And that's me setting the boundaries. So I'm treating myself, you know, the golden rule. I got my words mixed up. Treat others how you want to be treated. And that starts with treating yourself how you want to be treated. I needed to treat myself how I wanted to be treated. And that was such a powerful lesson for me to learn that I'm doing this work and now I'm applying it into my life and just learning these lessons. And as I as I re-experience these things and I recognize the patterns and as I change the patterns, I change the experiences. I change the story to one that I want to write, to one that fills me and fills my purpose. And I want to end this with, as you're doing this work, as you're listening to this podcast, and maybe you're doing your own work, maybe you're working with a coach, maybe you're reading through a book, maybe you go and get Mastin Kips, claim your power, and you start the 40-day journey. Know that it is not an overnight change. Know that this is a journey, and you're rewriting stories that you have created for the last three decades or four decades, however old you are. You're rewriting these stories, and that takes time. And as you realize them and as you change those stories, your life will change and you will step into a bigger, more powerful you. And as you step into a bigger, more powerful you, you are able to help others and be there for other people. So I'm going to end it. I'm going to say it one more time. Treat yourself how you want to be treated and then treat others the same way. And it starts with treating yourself how you want to be treated. It all starts with you. That is not selfish, or maybe it is selfish, and selfish is okay. Selfish is where you need to start. You need to take care of you. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Thank you so much for hanging around on this podcast, and I hope you have an amazing, incredible rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on the Stepping Up Podcast. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that we can share this message with more and more people. Together, let's redefine what life as a working mom looks like and feels like. Until next time, have a great one.